Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, Episode 91, It, Chapter 2. Witness the end of this podcast. Can I get witness? But it's Sounds kind not, of final. It's not the end of this it's, podcast. Oh, it's not. definitely not the fucking end, that's for fucking but sure. Because we've already start. recorded like five movies after this. So. It's the start of King of Palooza. It sort is of. the start of King of Palooza next week, you guys. Hype it up. Woohoo. Whoop, whoop. Technically, wouldn't this be the start and not ne- next no, week? No, because they'll be hearing this at the beginning of King of Palooza. Never mind. It's King of Palooza eighties, so it's got. Yeah, we're not. October. We're not oh. counting this yeah. as. Yeah, this is just actually a part. It's like an hors It's like a Stephen King hors An amuse bouche, if yes. you might say. We're getting classy. Wow. I just think of Hannibal. That's how I know what an amuse bouche okay, is. Okay, let's move on. Yes, a moose booth. So what King of Palooza is, is last year we did a Halloween Palooza for all of October. This year we've decided we're going to do 80s Stephen King movies. So we've got a nice fine lineup for you with uh, guest hosts Maverick and Just Joe, each uh, swapping out a couple different movies. So they're here with us tonight. Well, Hi guys. I had to be Hello. here, you know, for a while because, uh, uh, you know, we've said since the beginning because it, the first chapter was my very first episode that mm-hmm. I was on. This is a special anniversary. Yeah, but I mean, I had to be here because we've said that I'm the Stephen King guru. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you guys can't have Stephen King of Palooza without me being here, you know, 75% of the time. That's the actual exact fraction. <laughs> yep. Awesome. That's wow. what we discussed. Mm-hmm. This podcast just- is big on mathematical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> you, just Joe filled in. Yeah, you, clear, you clearly have not listened to this podcast very often, or else you would know that <laughs> I no, know. we are not big on mathematical I accuracy. I was being <laughs> ironic. <laughs> So we're excited about King of Palooza. We're so excited about King of Palooza. You know what's the best thing about King of Palooza? It's what's not that? 11 fucking movies long. <laughs> I we mean, picked our four favorites. There's lots of 80s Stephen Kings. We picked four. One for each week. We didn't go crazy this year. It wasn't our four favorites, but we picked four. Right. Did I, I say four favorites? You did. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we picked... Yeah, it's definitely not our four I favorites. Mean, Sorry. Clearly, clearly, we picked four that have some sort of call to us. Yes. Definitely. There are reasons that we picked all the movies that we picked. Whether or not we feel the need to name them off for you. Right. Questionable. But it's but a surprise. As just as a uh like a lead into the first one, should we s- surprise everyone? Should we let everybody know what our first episode yeah, we is going to be? I think we should. That way they can prep and watch it. Right. Exactly, cuz we like to do that. So our first episode of king of palooza is actually going to be children of the corn tried a tried and true goody just in <laughs> time right. for harvest season it's perfect <laughs> it is it's a fall movie it's a horror movie it's a stephen king movie it it's a the, corny movie it's a it's Sorry. a corny i love puns yes more puns <laughs> oh we lost chaos <laughs> we killed her with puns <laughs> My Achilles heel. You've all discovered it now. It was punishing. Oh. No, I like puns. I just we've and there've been a lot of movies that we've watched for this podcast that had really tired old overused not at all funny or creative puns. Like there are puns that I like. You can make puns really creative. Like I like 
Joe's puns. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Thank you. No, don't encourage him. You don't have to live with him the way I do. <laughs> he's not very punny for very long, is he? It, it's. He said something the other day, and he turned it. He turned to me and looked at me, and I just total blank. What was it? I don't remember because it happens daily. <laughs> <laughs> When? Yeah, there's a reason why like the Stephen King drinking game exists, where you drink every time there's a Stephen King trope, and you will be dead of alcohol poisoning before the movie is over. For any Stephen King movie, yes. yes. For most Stephen King movies. Something to look forward to. I aspire to that. I, I wish I could play. I really do. I want to play. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> so to kick our things off, we've, we all went to the theater... Mm-hmm. And saw it chapter two. So we've Woo. got again Maverick and Just Joe here with us. We went to, to the theater. Off. The yes. theater. Mm, we sat yes. in the high section. Oh, and Mama yeah. Chaos was there as well. Yes, she was. Yes. So do you want to say who you are and who I am and who we are? And we'll get this I'm ball rolling. Chaos. And I'm Carnage. And uh, here at They Mostly Podcast tonight, we are two best friends who love to bicker about horror movies. Each week, we take turns picking a different horror movie to bring to you to break down, offer our opinions on, give uh, trivia, and uh, give out arbitrary awards. And occasionally, we have special guests on our show, and occasionally, they are not even guests anymore because they're on the show so freaking much. They're podcast What are you saying exactly? We're back. And we have our social media Maverick Maverick back with us this week. Hello. And we have Just Joe. Hello. I feel like Just Joe still counts as a special guest. Just Joe hasn't been on it as much as you. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I'm special, but not in a special guest sort of way. way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much i mean you're the, you're our social media maverick so i mean you're part of the team like you're not really like yeah i mean we, we've mentioned me just like randomly showing up before and having yeah. to invite me in because you'll steal all our souls if we don't yes or something I think somehow that works like that. Um, and spoilers ahead. Uh, if you're new to us, we are going to spoil the crap out of this movie. I know it's a new movie and um, you might not have had the well, chance it's to a, get it's to it It's a new movie, but it's not a new story. It's not a new story. And it's and this is a remake technically. I mean, technically. Technically, yeah. It's a remake because they've already done it as a TV series with Tim Curry starring as Pennywise. Mm-hmm. That was back in the 90s. So technically, this is not a new story. Obviously, it's also a book because it's Stephen King. So I would say go read the book, Mm-mm. but it's literally thousands of pages long. <laughs> say go read the book and get back to us in like go three read, years. Yeah, go, go read the spark notes or something <laughs> if, you, if you're worried about spoilers, but you still want to listen. I don't know. Just do what we did. Go to the cheap night at the theater. Go check it out. It was worth it. Yeah, So sure. There you go. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I would have paid full price for it. I don't know I if I'd pay full price far. for any movie. And then if you really want to, ridiculous. go to your favorite streaming service and watch the uh, Tim Curry version. Yes. Yeah. It was on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yes, it is still. Awesome. So yeah. if you have Hulu, go watch the Tim Curry version. It's interesting. You hear that Hulu? I, They're promoting you. you, Hulu. I'll tell you, it's not very fun to have it on in the background, like on your headphones, and then you forget to turn off the sound on your phone. So you get a text message of the T-Rex roar from Jurassic Park <laughs> right in the middle of a quiet 
portion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I nearly shit my pants. <laughs> oh, that is so karma. For as many times you made me pee my pants, it's back in. No, like, I, I seriously jumped out of my chair. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> so this movie, of course, it was, like we said, it's brand new. It was done in 2019. It is an R rating. It's two hours and 49 minutes long. And it got a 7.0 on the IMDb scale. How about those tomatoes? I am so glad that you asked. As always, uh, the tomato meter is a 63% with 330 critics weighing in. The critics' consensus is it chapter two proves bigger doesn't always mean scarier for horror sequels. But a fine cast and a faithful approach to the source material keep this follow-up afloat. I have fucking issues with that entire statement. Audience score, 79%. Um, It did have a really good cast, so why don't you tell us about it, and then we'll get into... Let's do the cast. So, Beverly, and we're going to go over, because Chapter 1 had the kids, we're not doing the kids cast again. We're just doing the adult cast. So, Beverly was Jessica Chastain. As you know, from Zero Tark 30, The Help, The Martian, Molly's Game, lots of good stuff right now. Bill was James McAvoy. Um, he is known for Atonement, the X-Men movies. Richie was Bill Hader. Best known from SNL, I think. And I think then so. he was also in the train wreck and the skeleton twins lately. I, I love everything he's in. He's so good. He was um, Alpha 5 in the new Power Rangers movie, too. Was he? Oh, was he <laughs> really? Awesome. So Mike was Isaiah Mustafa. Uh, from Hor- Horrible Bosses and the Shadowhunters. Oh, Horrible Bosses. Cool. Mm. That was a good movie. I love that movie. I know, me too. Ben was Jay Ryan. Um, from uh, Mary Kills People. Interesting. And Beauty and the Beast, too. He was one of the main leads of Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. The TV show. Mm-hmm. The one with Ron Perlman? No, it was on the WB. It ran for like 70 episodes. That's why nobody saw it. Yeah, It okay. ran for 70 episodes. I mean, it was on for like four or five years. It did get a pretty I good find run. that strange and weird and unusual and creepy. Um, Eddie was James Ranson. Known for Sinister 1 and 2. Okay, people like those movies. Yeah. Stanley was Andy Bean. Known for Power and Poor Boy. I don't know those. I don't know these, any of these movies. I just saw them. I've, yeah. Pennywise was, of course, Bill Skarsgård. Known for Atomic Blonde and Castle Rock. Castle Rock that move that TV show fucked with my head. I'll say it again for the for the mic because I told them many times. Henry Henry Bowers was Teach Grant. Yeah, nothing. nothing. You got nothing. nothing for him. Nothing I've ever heard of before. Okay. And uh, so that's our cast. You want to do a one of Carnage's five second summaries for this movie? Sure. It's twenty seven years later. Clown pops up again. Things go awry. Very apt. Thank you. Yeah, very yeah. good. That, that was, was good. that was good. Thank you. That was good. It was true. It was good. Very true. Very. It's always good when your greatest, when your uh, your praise is. It's very truthful. Thank you. Because you you don't want like those false truths. The false five second summaries. Because yeah. there's a lot of fucking those. Like you know, with Anthony Stewart head and shit. So I mean, right? Yeah. Um, before we get started in the main summary, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> Worried. I just kind of want to take a temperature of how everyone felt about this movie. So, can I take your temperature on a rating of one, two, not rectally, ninety-eight point six? Keep that thermometer away from me. You want? I'm sorry. Why is that thermometer so big? (laughs) Just uh, it'll go in. It will fit. (laughs) Breathe in and out. That just got dark. I have to go. All right. No, I just want to get everyone's like 
basic thoughts before we even get to the summer. Just because I'm kind of theories. I think I'm on the outs. I didn't like guys, it. You don't like it, Mav? I I'm. I didn't like parts. I'm overall positive. Other positive and just Joe. I thought it was okay. Okay, all right. What I liked you it. Think? You liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, the lot. Oh, you are the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't hate it though. So I thought you guys would all hate it because I know it isn't faithful to the book. So it's by fucking far, not. And there's far. they call it. They say it's faithful approach to the source material in the critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about though? Yeah. Maybe it's because the book is so gigantic, nobody really right. read it's it. Like people don't even <laughs> realize it's not faithful to the source material. I think that's what it is. People just are like, I don't know. That book is so long. I'm just assuming so. But it's not. All right. So I will get more into that, of course, because I, you know, I'm sure our feelings will come through as we talk about the summary. But I just kind of wanted, like I said, take a temperature, see where everyone was at from the get go. So. Um, okay. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the real summary now? Yeah, because it's 27 years later in Derry, Maine. It is. And shit happens. And the first thing we get is a violent, homophobic, beating, hate crime, which is not awesome at all and triggered me very badly. And that's the first thing that happens in the movie, and I was already done with it. That's faithful, so, that's faithful to the book, though. That's faithful to the book. It's in yeah. the book, and it was based on true events. And I think the point that Stephen King was trying to make is that every time Pennywise is active, violent crimes, including hate crimes, go up dramatically. Well, yeah, I mean, he was encouraging it, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I figured it was Pennywise's influence, that, like, that, because he's, that was how Mike Hanlon tells that Pennywise is back. Because yeah, the balloons and the, like, in the come home. Come in the home. book, one of the major like historical stories in the book is, in, is when Pennywise was active in the 30s, the townspeople basically attacked a uh, nightclub that was inhabited by the black community, locked mm-hmm. everyone inside and burned it to the ground. Right, the black spot, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike's dad was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also the character, I can't remember what the character's name was, the main guy from the, one of the guy, the characters from The Shining was also there in the Stephen King universe that night. What was the... In the 30s? Yeah. yeah. It was the, it was... Um, I can't remember his name. It was the black guy. Yes, played, obviously. Played by, played by um, Scatman Scat Brothers. Man yes. Brothers. That character was also present. I want to say night. Gus, but I don't think that's it. No, no but it, it was that character. Was yeah. all, he was there. And that, yeah, because he was in the... Um, he survived the fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think in, in the movie it was kind of poorly explained and implied. But you know, you really had to read between the lines to figure it they out. They didn't make it, just, it very clear in the movie. It didn't come off was. very well in the movie. No, it didn't. Um, but w- it was interesting, and I, I'm sure. I mean, yes, the opening was, you know. Okay, great. It was faithful to the book, but holy shit, did that fucking freak me the hell out? I really was uncomfortable. So then, um, in fact, I cried, uh, which I know people don't think I have tear ducts, but I do. <laughs> they work, too. Sorry. So. I don't mean to laugh while you're having this serious conversation. Just but the fact that you think your tear ducts don't work. <laughs> just the fact that you just admitted that, you, that people don't think your tear ducts work. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but I did cry. So... Mike realizes this happens and it's horrible, but it it makes Mike realize that Pennywise is back and he's the only one who stayed in Derry. 
um, as a grown-up, everybody else left and and became wildly successful in whatever they did. Um, but he starts, okay, he's got to call them back because it is back. They didn't destroy it as children. They've made their promise that they would come back to town and destroy it if it wasn't destroyed. So he calls everybody. And so we see scenes of everybody getting calls from Mike. And they don't even remember Derry, really, or what happened, or Mike even. They're like, Mike who? You know, like, Mike has remembered everything. But them, the farther away they get from Derry, Derry, like, faded out of their brains. They explain That is explained in the book. Yes, and that's, that's exactly how it's put, is the further... They get away from Derry, the further out of their mind it goes. Yeah, and um, they try to explain that in the movie. We're saying like, oh, pieces are coming back. You know, the more we're right. here, but so that's they just like, try to explain it that way. That's a symptom of the direct influence that Pennywise has on the town itself. Right, right. Which, yeah, if I, uh, I might do that. Which I apologize in advance for if I start going into things that really like were only explained in the book or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not pulling. Like making stuff no, think, up, I'm just I'm just pulling it out of the book. I think it's a good and, angle to like, go to, shoving it in with what happened in the movie. Well, I'll ask you because I remember the the movie very well, not the book so much. So yeah, so I'll be like, when would that happen? Well, and I don't know when we want to talk about it, but I will. But I do have like one major point as to why I didn't like it, and it is obvious. Yeah, it wasn't because of the horrible gay bashing, which was. I mean, that, like I said, that was really hard for me to watch. But that wasn't... I wanted my goddamn female outer space spider world eater queen. I wanted her, and she didn't exist in the movie, and I'm so fucking pissed. So you have to explain that for people who haven't read the book, what you're talking about. That's Pennywise's true form. Pennywise is really this alien from out in the cosmos from before the universe was the universe, even. Um, and Pennywise was a big female space spider creature who ate worlds and kicked ass and and i'm really upset that we didn't get our giant female space spider you just get a piece of it yeah yeah they just they didn't even make him like a space spider they made him like a crab like a clown crab which i always thought that that was kind of stephen king's homage to hp lovecraft the whole cosmic horror yeah i thought so too um which was cool. So I was really disappointed when that didn't make it into the movie. I understand why. I think is it timing that it didn't have? I mean... I don't think they have... It, this, it was already a three-hour movie. What were they yeah. going to explain the giant space spider? That was going to take even more time. Well, I, I get why they didn't... And, and, like, the way that he has to defeat Pennywise in the book would be a lot harder to visualize on the movie screen, I think, too. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, I wanted that. And I didn't get it. And it made me mad. <laughs> I get that. Because I was just like, Pennywise is just like so much way more badass. But at least he didn't fucking dance this time. Hey, no, but they made fun of him dancing. That gave us so many delightful memes. It did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it did. So everyone comes back. You got, let's see here. Let's do a quick recap of everyone. You've got Beverly, who's a model now with an abusive husband. Who, she basically uh, married her father. Yeah, so she leaves him and runs back to Derry. Bill is a not a successful sort of not writer. 
They make it seem like he's not, but in the book, he was more successful, I believe. No, they were all successful. I thought he was successful. I mean, his stuff is being made into a movie. But they kept making fun of his endings, which I know was uh, like an homage to Stephen King, because a lot of people make fun of his endings. So it's kind of like his way to poke fun at himself. Yeah. But I know he was struggling with that that script on the with his wife Audra which mm-hmm. is kind of funny because they didn't bring Audra and Tom back that's another thing from the book right that, that they didn't know, bring back um, which I appreciated I honestly I, didn't I think they needed to yeah, too many people at that point <clears throat> yeah and it was it was even in the book and in the original miniseries it was very much like a a side side storyline that it, didn't really um, you know figure in I guess very much because it's it wasn't even like I mean, you knew the final battle was going to happen, and it was kind of like she was like shoehorned in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like okay, it was, we don't it was always you. tacked on. Yeah, I really, I didn't like that. I was glad they left that out. That was one thing that I was glad they didn't stick to the source material for. And I thought the like, I want to just say right away. Obviously, this is an ensemble cast, and all these actors were amazing. Oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got Richie, who's a comedian now. Um, you know, doing stand-up comedy, although he's he jokes that he reads what other people write. Yeah, he doesn't write his own jokes. You've got Mike, who actually, like we said, stayed in Derry. He's a librarian there. You've got Ben, who is a successful architect, which I will you know, point out that um, young Ben from the miniseries was actually in that scene. So they brought him in for that scene. He was he was one of the architects in yeah, the big room. meeting. That's awesome. Oh, I actually, yeah. yeah, I actually saw him, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. Like, I saw him, I was like, but I couldn't place him. Mm. And then I, re- I read that earlier today, and I was like, oh, that's it, right yep, there. <laughs> nice. Uh, Eddie, Eddie is an accountant? Oh, he's, he's a actuary. risk anal- analyst. I wish I should know that. Yeah, you know, working for an insurance broker. Stanley is um, the accountant, but he doesn't last very long, because he gets the phone call. He's an accountant. This character, the and character of Stanley, accountant. was treated very poorly in both it chapter one and it chapter two he was basically reserved you know basically rele- relegated into being a background character in the, in the yeah, first half we said I, that last time he was like the token jewish kid i felt i was, did i felt was, that yeah. way about and i mean i know like he's not in it very long for chapter two but yeah i, I agree with you like with chapter one and chapter two he he just was like everybody else had these elaborate like backstories like they were real fleshed out characters and then they're stan yeah where in the book in the original miniseries, he was a much more important character. Yeah. And um, I noticed in chapter one, they gave a lot of Mike's lines away to other characters, too, which felt kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Stanley doesn't take the news very well, and he ends up killing himself in his bathtub. So he does not make it back to Derry, although everyone else does. Well, and there's more to it than just he was scared. Though. No, I know, but that's what they... I'm just going through summary. He, do you yeah. want to explain what it was? Well, he um, he wrote wrote them a letter that they got af- at the very end saying basically that he knew it wouldn't work without him, but he knew he couldn't go, so he killed himself. And that's probably the only thing with this character of Stanley that the new movies do better than the miniseries did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, let's see here. Henry, he, we find out that Henry actually didn't die in the first movie, which I thought he had. He surfaces with all the dead bodies 27 years prior in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they can, he goes home for some stupid fucking reason. And he is then relegated to a mental hospital. Yeah, for killing his father. Mm-hmm. 
um, which honestly, like as much as Henry Bowers is a villain, he's also relatable. Like I don't, I you know, like I I kind of felt for him for he having was... such a shitty dad and like didn't really hate him for killing his dad. He's just as much a victim of Pennywise as everyone else. Is. Right, yes. he really is. Which, like this guy. character was very different from the character in the book also. Yeah, he was. I I felt he was way less threatening in the movie than he was in the right. than he felt in the book. He felt mm-hmm. almost vulnerable in the movie. Yeah. At first, you know, because you felt kind of bad. Right. For him. And, and and it wasn't hard for them to best him either. He he went down pretty easy mm-hmm. in the movie. It was almost like you could have left him out. Like yeah. For, yeah. for all the what he didn't do. I mean, he was he was barely around. But in the, in the book, there's a like there's more of a backstory to Henry and more of a reason why he's the town bully, because he comes from a poor, abusive family. Mm hmm. And they're neighbors to Mike's family, and Mike's family is also they're also poor farmers too, but they're more successful than right. Henry's family. Than so there's the Bowers, big so there's tension there. Tension and racism and all kinds of horrible shit. So they all come back to all of them, but Stanley come back to Derry, and they all meet for dinner at a Chinese restaurant where they have a nice reunion dinner for a while anyway. The Pennywise, this is when Pennywise immediately starts fucking with them because at the end of the at the end of the dinner, um they've they get their fortune cookies and uh what is it? Their fortune cookies all just have like one word on them. Yes. And they can't figure out like they line them all up and they're trying to figure out like what the their the words are supposed to spell out like a sentence and they can't figure out like what it's supposed to say and then beverly finally adds her piece and it says something like it says stan her piece says stan her piece says stan but i mean like the sentence itself says like stan couldn't make it but stan i he guess couldn't stan couldn't cut make couldn't cut it stan yeah. couldn't cut it which is uh that's directly hinting at how he killed himself right which, wrist. which was like oh ow burn and then, like, they start hallucinating all this crazy stuff, like these creepy monster creatures hatching out of their uh, fortune cookies and attacking them. And uh, everybody's, like, running around the room trying to get keep away from these things that are attacking them. And Mike's, like, like hitting the table with a chair trying they to destroy. <laughs> they completely trash this party room that they're in. And then the waitress comes in and she's just like... Are you guys okay? And at that point, you realize that no one else is seeing it right. other than them. And they realize it's because all he's literally just he's picking. He has a chair and he's just beating the table. Yeah, he's just <laughs> and, beating the table for no reason. And then it turns out they just got Maynard James Keenan's table <laughs> <laughs> by mistake. So Richie and Eddie are already like, "Fuck this, I'm out." As most sane people probably would be. At probably this point. Yeah. would. But Bill, of course, being the dependable leader that he always was, goes to Mike and he's like, How can I help? I don't care if they're not in, I'm going to help you. So <laughs> Mike, for some reason, drugs Bill. <laughs> Not for some reason. It had a very good reason. It was a good just reason. Just like every time I drug you, I have very good reasons, okay? You don't have to drug me. I always just say, yes, I want those drugs. <laughs> so so Mike and so, Bill can stare at a leather umbrella stand. <laughs> so Mike convinces Bill. He gives him this drug-induced vision of uh, the Shopo... 
Shokopiwa Native American tribe had a ritual called the Ritual of Chud. I am not joking. Mm Mm-hmm. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. Wait, anyway, I was like, hold "Wait on. a minute, hold on." They didn't have sewers back then. What's going on? No, no, that was that, that's a different movie. Mm. Oh, so she knows. Underground. She yeah. hates Chud. I don't know. How do you hate Chud? I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, but he convinces Bill that this ritual is is that the Native Americans came up with they got it to defeat it and they can use it to defeat it wait. nobody stops to ask wait a minute how is that it still around if this worked right mm-hmm. is this the same tribe from pet cemetery but well, that is a very good point if the, if the ritual works then why is pennywise still there and more to the point you find out at the end that if they completed the ritual they all died so how is anyone around to tell them about it that is another plot hole oh because they made a leather idol with the instructions out. Who made it, though, the, if they all died? That, <laughs> wasn't that a leather that idol it. slash leather umbrella stand that you're referring to is actually a stand-in. It's supposed to be the Dark Tower. Ooh. Nice. Oh. Nice. Nice little knowledge drop right there. Clap, clap, clap. That's why she's okay. the Stephen King guru. So the tribe in Pet Cemetery were the Micmacs. Oh. Okay. Not the Paddywax? <laughs> Give a dog a bone. Yeah, which I honestly no I want to I want to look that up sometime because are these in fact about, real tribes? I don't know. And is the Micmac a real tribe, Mom? Do you know? They are. Um, they are. but like shout out, to, shout out to Mama Chaos Can, in the back shout corner. Shout out to Mama Chaos, really quick. Did they have anything to do with Wendigo though? I didn't think I thought so. that was more of a, like a Northwestern Canadian legend and not a New England yeah. That uh, is what legend. I thought, too. But I don't know for 100% certain, so I'm not sure. Hmm. Anything is possible in Stephen King's Maine. Yeah, I'm not sure why he picked the Wendigo. It's, um, it was a major antagonist, not only in Pet Cemetery but also the girl who loved Tom Gordon. I don't know why he's picking Wendigo to use in his rituals. Maybe he just he likes the out. legend. Yeah. Probably. I just, I don't know. I have problems. But anyway. Um, we knew you had problems, but that's beyond this movie. <laughs> so the There are too many to list here. Sorry. <laughs> so the, the leather or whatever we're calling it, what are we calling this vessel? I thought so. Thank you. Canada, Wendigo is a Canadian thing. Okay. Thank you, Mama KS again. What are we calling this leather vessel? Can we give it a name? I want to call it Marvin, but I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> but I, did they actually give it a name in the movie, or was it just no. there? I don't think so. So the vessel... The, the chud jar. The ch- okay, good. I like that. The chud, the chud jar actually has one side that's all scratched out. Thank you, Mike. Because if you scratch it out, it doesn't exist, and you don't have it to follow happen. it then. So yeah, that's I love for that later. he defaced this artifact too. After like, he stole and he's a librarian. it, he stole it. He too. stole it. He's a librarian who steals artifacts from Native American tribes and then defaces that. You know, I think it's not really a secret. I don't think he's really a librarian because he lives up on the top of the library. I think he's like, I think he's like some kind of creepy stalker of the library. Like the librarians don't know he's there. He's only in the library like after dark once it's closed. They don't know he lives upstairs. He's the phantom of the library. Yeah, the phantom of the library. Oh my god, I love it. The literature of the night. I have songs on my head now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to sing them. So, yeah, the Chinese restaurant happens. Oh, so, yeah, Bill has this hallucination, too. 
or the, he, yeah, the vision. So he sees the vision and he's like, okay, cool. So it takes him a while, but eventually they get everybody to agree to do the ritual. And Beverly reveals that seeing the deadlights made her experience visions of the loser's deaths if they didn't come back and fight it. So they, they kind of like have to because otherwise they're all going to end up killing themselves. Yeah, they do that in the flashback actually because she, she tells them when they're young, she sees them older. And she, because the only thing she could tell Stan is that he's tall. Because she obviously saw his death, you right. know, horrible. Yeah. Didn't want to share it to him. So they all have to go find their tokens. Is that what they call them? They all have to go find their totems. 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 I thought he said tokens in the movie. That's why. It's um, a part of the ritual that you yeah. need to perform yeah. with the Chudjar. There needs to be some intimate representation okay. of you. That is what a totem is. And, um, and I feel like not, even, not even just like a representation of themselves so much as it had to be... It had to have special meaning. Yeah, special meaning, a, a clear-cut representation of them as a kid from yeah, 27 okay, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a good point to make because nobody came up with, well, I really like this book right now, so I'll use it. Yeah, I mean, right. it... it Everything that they chose directly ha- was directly figured into them as a child mm-hmm. last time they defeated it. Right. <clears throat> I mean, and that's, they all went back, you know, to their their place. Like, Beverly went back to the apartment that mm-hmm. she lived in you know, with, with her, her dad. dad. Bill went back to his old house mm-hmm. and went, uh, went specifically back to the... Uh, the storm the, drain. The storm drain that Georgie got sucked down you know um <laughs> I, I love that scene where he's just like don't do it <laughs> like and that, that poor kid is like okay crazy man like <laughs> like i mean if i were that kid i'd, I'd be terrified of the storm drain only because i'd be terrified that the crazy old man I know. Be. <laughs> and he not so much what's in the storm drain so much as the guy standing there yeah he and he's he says like this kid says you know he's hearing voices from the shower drain and bill's like freaking out like don't don't talk to them move tell your parents you got to get out of your house like yeah yeah yeah. their parents will believe they're a little kid right that a stranger told him crazy stranger this stranger told me we need to move oh okay billy get your stuff let's go (laughs) if only it were that easy (laughs) just dump your house and go let's see here eddie's uh eddie's totem is this inhaler? Yeah, Eddie's totem is his inhaler. When he was in the pharmacy, and he sees his mother strapped down to the the bed, which oh, actually was it was the freaky. same actress that played his wife, so that was interesting too. That was interesting, and I'm, also the director of the movie they did is in that scene. Is he's, he? he's browsing. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. browsing in the aisles. Nice touch. Nice a little cameo. And yeah, that's when he notices too that when he tries to strangle the creature that's vomiting on him, it's kind of weak because it it backs down as soon as he's struggling you know right as soon as he's so fighting back and not afraid like not, exactly. not yeah pretty important part well that's because it's pennywise and that's an important thing to establish with pennywise is when you're not afraid of pennywise that's when pennywise loses power right uh richie's totem is a token and that's why i thought they were saying they were saying it's a token because your token's actually a token i thought that was the joke so that's why i thought it was token um it's a token from an arcade that um, he was playing when he was younger when... Um... Well, I mean, I think that could be just a play on words because totem and token are... Yeah. They kind of mean the same similar, thing. yeah. So that's why he's like, well, it is actually a, a token. token. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was 
playing with Henry Bowers' cousin. And then Henry Bowers comes in and does his homophobic rant against Richie. I thought that it was a bold move to use Street Fighter and not Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Which I don't think Street Fighter was a Street bold Fighter. move, Cotton. It was. Was Street Fighter around back then, too? Yes, nope. it was. No, they were not. This was 1989. I think Street Fighter came out in like They came out in the 90s. Street Fighter 2 did, but not Street nope, Fighter. No, Street Fighter itself came out in the 90s as well. Really? It was early 90s. Yeah, because I thought I was going to say, I thought I read that something that's Because Mortal Kombat Kombat didn't come out until the 90s as well. Right. Mortal Kombat was like 92. But when did Street Fighter come out? The original Street Fighter was a bad game. Uh, Street Fighter original. Let's see right here. The first game in the series was released in 87, followed by five other main series games, various spinoffs and crossovers, and numerous appearances in various media. Its best-selling 1991 release, Street Fighter 2. Right. So Joe is right. And we were wrong. Because the nope. original Street Fighter really no, wasn't was much of a game and didn't get a lot of notice, <laughs> which is confusing that they even made a Street Fighter 2 because the original Street Fighter is a bad fighting game where your hitbox is tiny and your enemies can hit you from a lot. Never mind. I'm going on a rant about a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was, supposed to, I was about to jump in with, I remember how incredibly popular Street Fighter 2 was. Right. That yeah. was the monster. But Street Fighter was just a small flash in the pan that went came and went without much notice yeah it really i remember how much people loved that move that game mm-hmm. in the 90s it was like it changed everything it like, and it's the movie that killed raul julia yeah. yes it didn't kill him he was already sick died during it <laughs> a piece of everyone died with that movie <laughs> that's right when it took raul julia with it from us moving back to the movie ben goes back to his school and he finds his totem is the last page. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. He goes back to the stool, but his his totem is his the last page. His totem is in his wallet. Yeah, it's the last page of his yearbook where Beverly was the only one to sign it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he just goes back to the school just to... They for all, nostalgia purposes. Yeah. yeah, to like exercise old demons or something. And everywhere Pennywise gets them in every mm-hmm. single location. So I think I like Beverly's the best. He, he doesn't get them so much as just Beverly harasses them. Shadow, and if, yeah. if he was a smart villain, he would just isolate them and kill them one by one instead of harassing them. He could have them. done that right. right in the beginning, but no, he thought it'd be more fun to harass them. Well, this is what happens. Hey, this, okay, well, unpopular opinion here. Yeah, he could have, but I feel like that was part of... Pennywise's thinking as a bad guy like he enjoyed playing with them that's oh, well, why yeah. yes. that's why he didn't kill them outright right. and I that's know. also that's a little bit of his ego mm-hmm. as well well right because he doesn't think he's he thinks he's immortal exactly so that's why he yeah he could have killed them but that's why he doesn't he's he was enjoying the thrill of scaring the, the shit out of them I kind of equate him to like a cat playing with a mouse before mm-hmm. yeah, he kills it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like like Chaos said, he didn't he Pennywise was so narcissistic and so egotistical that he didn't think he could be defeated. Mm-hmm. So he's got the Voldemort he's syndrome. Enjoying, yeah. <laughs> he's enjoying playing with them, enjoying scaring the shit out of them. And then it's that's why it kind of builds it up that later when, you know, spoiler alert, they do defeat him. That's why like you can you can kind of see it on his face, like that he's like, "Shit, I didn't think this would happen." Well, oh yeah, totally. In the uh, in the novel, Pennywise, there's an exp- exposition given as to why any Pennywise basically 
to Pennywise, fear is flavoring for the meat. He describes right. fear as seasoning for the meat, which right. is why he attacks children because they're easier to scare. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he like. I think he actually needs that fear too. It's not enough to just eat children. They have to be. He has to. He has to have the seasoning. Right. Chaos. Didn't you have a VTM character like that? I don't know what you mm-hmm. mean. <laughs> what? Yep. Well, let's see. There was the one that did physically eat people, and then there was the other one who had an adrenaline addiction, so he had to scare the shit out of them before he fed. Yeah, that's the one I'm referring yeah. to. Did you base your character off of Pennywise? I did not. No. <laughs> I, Happy coincidence. I, it was just a coincidence, yes. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> Great minds, I guess. Stephen <laughs> King, you, me, thinking alike. Which, and another thing that I thought was weird is how, like, when they find some of these totems, it's like, why didn't Pennywise just destroy them or keep them from getting them unless he was unaware of the process needed? No, I get, I'm saying, I'm saying like, that's yeah. not going to work, so who That's cares? his narcissism and his right. egotism. I guess you're right, yeah. It's like, there's no way to beat me. Let's do whatever they want. Like, he knows that the Indians didn't beat him the first time. The Native Americans, sorry. So, of course, I feel like I'm talking about the baseball team when I say the (laughs) Indians. Um, So, of course, he's not worried about them doing the ritual again. It didn't work the first time. And I thought Corey Kluber broke his hand playing baseball. Corey was it Kluber, Pennywise? Corey Kluber, Jose Ramirez, and now Jason Kipnis. <laughs> Are they battling the forces of evil in between games? I don't know. Yeah. Well, doesn't at the same time Henry start seeing the balloons and Pennywise from outside right. his window at the mental hospital at this time? Well, yeah. I was yeah. I was trying to weave Henry back into the conversation because this is where he escapes from the mental institution that he's been locked up in and heads back to Derry because he thinks his old friend, who's actually Pennywise, um, is like picking him up and taking him to Derry so that he can kill these. Uh, he's called again to kill the losers. So he's got his old knife back. Pennywise gives him his old knife back and sends him, which I think Pennywise gave to him in the first place. I don't remember, though. No, it was the old knife that Henry had back in the 80s. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, yeah. Back in the 80s, didn't Pennywise give it to him in the first place? I think he just had it. Oh, okay. Pennywise couldn't call on a more competent henchman? I know, right? But anyway, um, so he goes back to Derry, and he tries to kill them. But he doesn't, obviously. No, he ends up dying himself. Um, (laughs) Sorry. He... He tries to uh, murder Eddie, but he he, sh- he shanks him right through his cheek. Oh, and so horrible! Eddie actually pulls the knife right out of his face and like stabs him back, and then uh, he runs off and attacks Mike and is killed by Richie by getting bashed over the head with random library equipment. Yeah, okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> it was dark. It was hard to tell. Yeah, there was lots of stuff flying through the air. So then Bill thinks he's going to face it on his own and the others are like no 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 we're going to stay we don't we're not going to let you face this on your own like we're going to help you. Yeah so they head back to the old house again. Bill Bill is always kind of played out to be like the de facto leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Bill. Stuttering Bill. Stuttering Bill. How did Bill get that sailboat back after all these years too? Pennywise gave it to him. Pennywise yeah. gave it to him. Pennywise gave it to him. Hmm. 
taunting him. They're like, here, have a token. Try to kill me. You're not going to, you little brat bastard. I hope you feel real sad about your dead brother. And I ate him. By the way, in case you forgot, I know you didn't. That's and it's said. your fault. And it's your fault he's dead. Even though I would have eaten him anyway. Psychological warfare. So, yes. So they all head back into the pump house. and The house on Niebold Street, yeah. yeah. And... They, oh, wait, can we discuss the Kittner Award? Wait, did we get to that part yet? Or do you want to say Oh, that? yeah, this, that yeah. happened after or before Bowers attacked them. So Bill actually sees the kid, Dean, who he tried to warn to leave Derry um, at the fair at, that night. And uh, he goes into the House of Mirrors trying to save, catch up with Dean and save him from Pennywise. And Pennywise ends up killing and eating him right in front of Bill. Just brutal. Brutal. It was pretty gut-wrenching. We got a Kittner Award right here for this. Uh, Kittner Award. I mean, we called that in the theater, too. Yeah, <clears throat> we did, yeah. Um, Kittner Award was named from um, Alex. Jaws, Alex, Alex Kittner, Kittner, when he gets eaten by the shark. Um, so that's our award. For, for no from, other reason um, than just to be eaten by the shark. Yeah, just that's basically by... our our award when they kill a child, um, but they do it specifically to torment you or another person in honorable the... honorable mention the little girl at the yeah, baseball game. Yeah, this is game. a double kittener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. double kittener yeah. very very they true. They didn't cut away either. Mm-mm. No, they <laughs> no. did not. Not to brood right in your face. It was fantastic. It was pretty cool. It was, it was yeah. I liked it. Only horror fans would say that. It was pretty great. We it was pretty it. great. Okay, so I have, I have to say bit. that I was, I've been thinking about this, that I honest, okay, so I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm overall positive about this movie, but I didn't find it scary. Mm-mm. And I think it's just because I know the story so well mm-hmm. that I was sitting there watching the movie and I'm like, oh, jump scare coming jump scare coming like i could i could predict it mm-hmm. and that's it wasn't scary to me because i saw everything happening like before it actually did so it's like overall like yeah i'm positive about the movie but i didn't find it scary at all mm. i think that jaded you because i didn't read the book like i didn't get through all the way through like i read it here in pieces and i was i did get the jumps like it like i'm jaded by any horror it doesn't scare me per se but it entertains me like it was a, a successful entertainment i guess i would say in that aspect because i didn't know it was coming so maybe that did change your perspective just because the book the book changed it. You know what I mean? You knew it's basically like having the script in your hand as to what was happening. Yeah, well, I mean, not even not even having the book, but seeing the miniseries so many times. That too. That it's just I I know the story so well mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. So as I found the kid dying in the Hall of Mirrors, like I found that pretty brutal. But the the girl dying. That didn't really do. I didn't even remember that one. So under the bleachers of the game. Yeah, I I I remember it now that you've said bleachers, but I was just like, I didn't remember some girl dying. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, okay, now I remember Pennywise wanted to be her friend, or he said he wanted to be her Mm -hmm. friend, and he lured her back there, and she was doing all right with Stranger Danger at first, but she lost out in the end. He played on her insecurities with her face. Yeah, Yeah. her port wine stain. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Where were we? They're at the house. Uh, Henry is dead. The lo- the losers all join Bill at the house, talking him alone out of facing it alone. 
they descend into the underground cavern beneath the sewer and find uh, they have to go down and down and down and down and down but they finally find yeah i know right they finally find the spot where the meteor originally hit delivering pennywise to earth for the first time which is really well preserved after millions of years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i mean it is it's covered and it's a big cave. He dusts on a regular basis, okay? He's got 27 years in between killing people, so I mean, there's not much to do other than dust. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's just posting pictures on Snapchat, feeling domestic today, BRB, hee hee, LOL. <laughs> I totally see that. Yeah. Now I've got to post that. <laughs> so fights ensue. Wow, that derailed it really quickly. Well, they try to do the ritual. They try to do the ritual, and it's... The deadlights originally seem like they're trapped, and they think at first that the ritual worked. But it's just Pennywise playing with them again, and Pennywise emerges from the jar on these big, like... I don't know if they're spider legs. I don't know if they're crab legs. I thought they looked a little more like crab Very legs than arthropod. spider legs. Yeah. Because like the, I, it might have been, it might have been supposed to be a spider, but if it was, they got it wrong. So I'm choosing to call it a crab. See, I didn't see. I that I thought was some kind of large crab being. Yeah, I did too. Right. I but the was, part later like with um, Stan's head, that reminded me more of a spider. Yeah, that did. Mm. It reminded me of a crab, too. I don't know. No, that reminded me of a spider as well, yeah. Well, then I'm wrong, No, I'm obviously. just disagreeing with Mav, that's all. I'm just disagreeing with you. I'm not saying you're wrong. It was a multi-legged arthropodic creature from the corners <laughs> of your worst nightmares. That's when I think Richie discovers that Mike scratched off that side of the chud jar. Pennywise, he yeah. Pennywise pressures that's Mike into it. revealing that it killed those who previously performed the ritual. Um, he thought that they died because they didn't believe the ritual would work and let the fears get their better of them. And he thought that if he just told the losers that yes. it would work, they would believe it and it would work. Because they didn't believe enough. <laughs> the, the people who made the ritual with firmly rooted spiritual beliefs didn't believe right. enough. Once again, quite another flaw in that logic. I know fights ensue beyond this. Like they, well, I know they try to escape. There's, I know with Eddie and Richie, they go to three doors. I love that part. Uh, scary, not very scary, very scary. <laughs> and they each pick a door. Uh, they, it, they try it's, to use- it throws back to Richie saying something about it taking the form of a Pomeranian. Yeah. Which me and just Joe crack up about that because we have a Yorkie mix. That's Rudy. So yeah, that opening a door that says not scary and seeing Rudy behind it, I'd be like, oh shit, we're fucked. We're doomed. We're screwed. (laughs) Yes, small dogs are very sinister. (laughs) I mean, give Rudy credit. He's very conniving. He is a lot smarter than what he gives away. So it basically attacks the losers and places Bill, Ben, and Beverly in nightmare scenarios, which they escape once Bill lets go of his guilt over Georgie's death and Beverly realizes Ben wrote the love letter. Um, throwback to Beverly's scene there. The um, There's a throwback to Carrie mm-hmm. yes. with all the blood, the blood and how it's splashed on her. Yes. And then there's also a throwback to The Shining where um, the people are coming through the door. Uh, yes. Bowers. Oh, yeah. Bowers actually says, "Here's Johnny." Yes, and he he, his face is framed in the doorway. And and Ben's going through one of my wor- like the one of the biggest fears, like the buried alive, where all the dirt's pouring in on him. That's his mm-hmm. like, hallucination. And of course, uh, Bill's in the, his basement. Everybody make him. note of that, huh? Huh? What? What? Hmm? What did you say? Yeah. You said yeah. that's your biggest fear. 
It's one of them. Yeah. Everybody, everybody make note of that. Okay. Oh, asshole. What? <laughs> Being buried alive. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's not my biggest fear. My biggest fear is driving across bridges that are over water. That's my biggest fear. I hate doing that. That's my biggest fear. That we're all, I've seen Final Destination 5 too many times. We're all going to crash to the bottom. So you don't, you're not afraid of very much, are you? Because like you're not afraid of like AIDS or death no. or cancer no. or or I don't know, subpoenas. You're afraid of driving no. over bridges. Yes. Specifically suspended bridges over water. You've got to be very specific here. It's not just bridges. What about a bridge over troubled water? <laughs> yes, I'm That's very afraid of that. That's my question, And too. bridges in Madison County. I'm afraid of dro- driving over those bridges, What about too. Jeff Bridges? Yes, I'm afraid of driving over him. That'd be horrible. <laughs> that would be oh, my horrible God. I Jeff love Bridges. that, man. So Beverly realizes Ben wrote the love letter that she always thought Bill had written her because Bill's a writer. Um, Richie gets caught in the deadlights while attempting to save Mike, and Eddie saves him but is fatally wounded. The losers regroup. Um, they realize that they can exploit Pennywise's like rules of how he operates. I, I that- loved that. I loved that because it it first it seemed like a you have to hurt him. So they were thinking, okay, physically, you have to physically hurt him. And then they realized like, oh, wait, no, there's multiple definitions of the word hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. I loved that. That was, that, that was, was awesome. Very, that was some awesome writing. What that, yeah. what that like creative, ties in with agree. is like the psychokinetic forces that Pennywise uses. It goes back to the right. ritual of Chud in the book, which is more of a battle of wills. Right. Yes. The ritual of Chud in the book is a battle of wills. It is not what they did at all. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, in the movie, they realize that they have to force Pennywise into a small enough form that they can kill it. Because if he's small enough, then they can hurt him. Right. He, yeah, that, big, and that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that it's there's multiple definitions. Of like hurt. they were they were physically thinking, make him small. They weren't thinking mm-hmm. metaphysically, right? But then they, you know, emotionally make him out small. outside the box. Uh, right. you know, emotionally, how do you yeah, how do you cut someone down? You make them emotionally feel small, as was done to them growing up. Exactly. In the, in the book, he feeds just as much off of like mental and and psychic energy as he does actual physical Actual-like, material. Yeah. I went to a mentally and physically mentally uh, cut you down. Can I do that? You do all the time anyway. Perfect. So they make Pennywise feel small. By using words. By using words. He feels bad about himself and tries to retreat. But instead, he kind of deflates like a balloon. And they rip out his heart and destroy it. And destroy him. Which the, the look of hurt... On Pennywise's face is, is priceless. It really is. It's pretty hilarious, too, because he gives them this look like, why are you guys bothering me? And it's like, really? It's, <laughs> it's almost like a sad puppy look. You know what it reminded me of? Is, remember those blow-up clowns back in the 80s? Whoa, guys, whoa, whoa. I don't, wait, I don't want to really what? do Not blow-up doll, blow-up oh. clowns. Do you know what I'm talking about? I thought this was straying into X-rated territory. No, for no, no. Save it for the fan fiction. <laughs> Which I will write. Oh yeah. Oh no. No. Um. They were blow up clowns. They used to use them like punchy bags or whatever. Yeah, with the like the yeah. weighted sand at the bottom of them. Yeah. Yeah. I had mine just, taken away from me after using it as a weapon against my brother. Makes sense. <laughs> it just reminded me of that slowly deflating that blow up clown when he was like. Yeah. Down. yeah, yeah. Five pounds of sand to the gut. <laughs> um, in that in that scene, according to IMDb, Richie calls Pennywise a quote sloppy bitch unquote. 
<laughs> I, I feel like that might, I might add that to my repertoire. <laughs> Send off an email at work. You sloppy bitch. <laughs> um, this is a reference to an interview of Bill Hader on Conan, where Hader revealed that he would call his friend that when they would beat him at Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So they beat Pennywise. So, right. Pennywise is destroyed. Eddie dies from his injuries, which really upsets uh, Bill. Or not Bill. Richie. Uh, Richie, sorry. And the losers are forced to leave I him did, behind I did when feel his like death causes a cave-in that destroys the house. I did feel like Eddie got a better send-off in this movie than he did in the miniseries. Because in the miniseries, he just like gets his arm ripped off and he's just like thrown to the Wasn't side. He killed in the book, his arms ripped off and he dies of blood loss, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same way in the miniseries. He's just, like, tossed off to the side. At least right. this one, he went down fighting. Yeah. Did Richie care about him as much in the book as he did in the movie? Uh, it's, they were, it's hinted at. Okay. It was very, just... Very but never, like, expounded on. Even okay. as explicit as it was in the movie whatsoever. Yeah, like, not at all. Not at all. So when they all uh, they all get back to the quarry, quarry. The, ho- the house collapsing inwards. I I said it reminded me of the ending of Poltergeist. Yes, but apparently it's a nod to Carrie. Oh, Again, okay. yeah, that house, makes that, more sense the in the context of the universe. They come. F- they comfort Richie over losing Eddie. The scars on their hands heal. Um, they retain their memories in the movie, which they did not do in the book. Um, right. And then they part ways with Ben and Beverly becoming a couple. Um, Richie returns to the kissing, kissing bridge to renew his carved out R plus E. Uh, so we find out that Richie had a thing for Eddie. Which there again, it, it's hinted at in the book, but never fully explained or expounded upon i kind of like that they could explain it you know i'm I'm thinking about it too like back when the book was written the homophobia was very rampant Mm -hmm. and i feel like we've progressed enough now that i like that it could be expounded here that it was it was more than i mean it was more prevalent yeah yeah i like that part of it yeah me too so Bill begins writing his new story, and then he receives a call from Derry, learning that Stan sent them all the posthumous letters that we talked about, where he reveals that his suicide was actually a way to give them a fighting chance at He's destroying it. Writing in the room from Stand by Me. Oh, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that Lots of actually nuts. at Stephen King's house? That room? I don't know that part. I don't know. Ta-da! Where are we at so far? I mean, An hour. Shout out to Stephen King. For his cameo oh, shit. as the shopkeeper. Yes, he did a very good yes. cameo. And he actually, he kind of made fun of himself, too. Yeah. With the n- never being able to finish a story, writing bad endings. That was a jab at the original miniseries and I think the book itself, too. It is, uh, just yeah. his writing. His yeah, writing or his, his writing in general, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they get, of course, there's always, because this one has a semi-happy ending, you know, flashback to them as kids to the first time they fought it Mm -hmm. that's that's actually like what it's supposed to be with all of them standing there it's not just a random flashback it's all of them you know they had they have now just finished hopefully beating him for good right it for good and then it's flashback to when they were all together as Mm -hmm. kids the first time they had thought they defeated him yes good story Yes. Not, not not that. Just good the movie. 
in general. You know. Um, okay, so let's see. Do we have any more trivia? Um, I have that the same week that Bill Hader accepted the role of Richie is the same week that Harry Anderson um, died, who played it in the miniseries. He played Richie. Loved Harry Anderson. He was a too. good TV actor and That's sad. comedian. Probably best known for Night Court. Yes. Love that movie. Show. Love that show. Yeah, the original plan was for all of, or all or most of, the cast from the miniseries as adults to make appearances in this movie. Mm-hmm. Some of them passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it was kind of like, because of that, it was kind of scrapped. Mm. Yeah, R.I.P. Jonathan cool. Brandis, John Ritter, and yeah. Harry Anderson. Yeah. It's sad. According to IMDb, Pennywise is in the movie for a grand total of 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Bill, uh, Bill Skarsgård did say he liked this version much more because he could actually talk to the adults, as opposed to where they kind of kept him away from the kids in the first chapter, so it scared them more. <laughs> so... I mean, that would make, yeah, see. that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's gone around the internet pretty fairly well now, but there is, of oh, course, yeah, that, going around that, that bit about uh, Bill Hader asked Bill Skarsgård, like, how they did his eyes, like, drifting apart like that, and Bill Skarsgård <laughs> revealed he can just do it, and he was in the full Pennywise getup, and he did it for Bill Hader and scared the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> creepy. I read that when we were doing this, and I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. He just has a lazy eye. That's that all. just that's all it is. that elevates Bill Skarsgård like so much higher for me. The <laughs> fact that he, I mean, even with the the first the first it, um, there was so much talk about that smile he yeah. does, and he like he it's not just something that like he came up with for the movie, but he said he actually worked on it because he wanted to do something that would be exactly the same. Every single take. Mm. And so he like sat and worked like in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. So th- that creepy smile. It was always exactly the same. Yeah. That is really cool. So to, so between that and now the lazy eye, that just, that elevates him so much I more. also. Like, <laughs> and the first one, did he have the lazy eye go the other way? Because I don't remember that. Yeah, he did. One. He yeah. did? Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. I also like how the prosthetic teeth extensions made him drool incessantly and they originally wanted to edit that out and he insisted on they keep it to add yeah. another dimension yeah, of creepiness to so it. that worked so well for Pennywise <laughs> looking like a hungry predator all the time. <laughs> Happy accident. Happy accident, yeah. <laughs> Any other trip you guys have? I do like the scene in the abandoned house on Newbold Street where you see Stan's head and then it morphs into the alien crab creature, mm. which is a direct homage to John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Richie even yelling out, you got to be fucking kidding me, yes. which is a direct line from that from scene that in The Thing. From that scene in The Thing, yes. That was fucking sweet. I don't know. I think one of the biggest problems I have with this movie on a technical standpoint is the inability for CGI to perform as well as practical effects. I'm a huge fan of practical effects, and still the CGI in this movie was not really convincing. I thought the CGI on this one was better than the first one, because that rock fight was just ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, that was bad. But, uh, yeah, I will agree with you there. I'm always a fan of practical effects over CGI. I mean... I mean, some some of the stuff in this movie you can't do with practical effects. No. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it would look even worse to try and strap somebody into this giant crab suit 
you know, than it would to do it CGI. Something like that. You know, you can't. I mean, there were effects teams yeah. that could pull off giant puppets like that, but yeah. sadly, Stan Winston has passed and others have. Yeah, I feel like it's. Most of the like people that could do it now. are either gone or retired. Mm-hmm. It's not getting passed on, yeah. I mean, just like even little details like caught my eye, like, wow, that is bad CGI. Like a shot where they're showing like a pan of the town and they show the stream and there's this fake looking trout. That yeah. jumps. It's like, yeah. I know, I saw that. That was the fakest fish I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, I, can, I kind of interpreted that a different way because it took place so like early in the movie. I, in my mind, that was yet another sign that Pennywise was back because he... Basically, he has the power to make people see whatever he wants them to see. Mm-hmm. So I took that as a sign that he was back, that he was essentially... Making it look like there's these fish in this little stream. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Just my opinion. <laughs> okay, so anything else before we rate? I was just going to say, just as someone who hasn't read the book, and I know I'm the only one here that hasn't, um, you know, fully, I've, like I said, skipped around on it. I enjoyed it just like from a movie standpoint. If like you had never read the book before, both the first and second, I think the second was far superior and the first chapter. Uh, yeah, I like chapter two better than the first chapter also. I did. Yeah. I liked it better than the first chapter, but that doesn't really mean that I liked either of them. I know. And I know they did cut a lot out of, like, from what I have read, of the, 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 the cliff notes of the book and everything. I know they did cut a lot out of it, but... They could have edited a few things out of this movie and it would have been fucking better. It was hours. so hours. They like, could have edited a lot out they and could've, it would have been fine. They could have edited out the scene at the end at the quarry... And it really wouldn't have affected it too much. No. Or shortened it extremely. And there were so many scenes that it was just like, oh my fucking God. I thought it dragged a lot. Getting parts up, did drag. I thought, I thought the from the part that they met up, honestly, from the part that they met up in the Chinese um, restaurant to the part where they get to the final showdown with it, I was pretty much bored. Like The whole time? It was pretty boring. Okay. It did not keep me entertained. I was like an hour in. I was just like, is this movie fucking over yet? Isn't there also well, yeah. a, uh, I think it was in the shop with Stephen King, a license plate that's the same numbers as the license plate from Christine? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And there's also the clowns in the fun house are a throwback to the clowns on the, it's, it's supposed to look identical to Timmy Wise, Tim uh, Curry's Penny Wise. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, cool. I yeah. thought they did. Were you going to say like Timmy Wise? I did say Timmy Wise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing now. <laughs> Timmy Wise. Timmy Wise. The pocket clown. I don't know. I bet, you Timmy, like Wise, I bet you Timmy Wise is Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know if he comes from is the farkness, farkness, though. He <laughs> comes from the farkness. He believes in a thing called love. And eating children. And eating children. New song. I believe in a thing called love and eating children. There's another peg for the peg board. Should we rate? Let's rate and get out of here. Okay. Um... I think it's probably going to be all downhill after here. So I'm going to say I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm going to give it a 9.113. Ooh. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. It's going to be downhill from here. So who wants to go next? I, I think I'm going to give it seven red balloons. And I think I would watch it again just to spot like Easter eggs and hidden things in the background. Yeah. I'd give it like a 7.01. I think. Jesus fucking Christ. It's I I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I I am I felt quite positive about it. Yeah, there were yeah, pl- there were plenty of parts in there that I didn't like. That 
you know, I, I'm sure I, I agree with you on quite a few things. But overall, I still felt like it was still a it, it was still a good movie. It just wasn't my thing. This is just not something I would ever watch again. Until I make you, right? No, that's not happening. Okay, oh. so here's my question for you then, Chaos. If you had to choose between part one or part two. Part two, just for the cast, for the grown-ups. They okay. were such a good cast. Here's my question. Part two or Final Destination? Part two. My question was at least a legitimate question. Uh, yeah, thank you. No, I was curious, too, for what I torture with her for my next birthday. So. I mean, because I know, I know that you're a huge fan of, like, the miniseries. Yeah. You're like me. Like, that. that is ultimate right there you like but the i do like the miniseries um but it's yeah hilarious. between between <laughs> this this one and then the the 2017 part one because this is actually not a sequel it's just part two yeah right which some people think it's a sequel I'm like no it's not a sequel no, it's just, it it's is this, not it's like harry potter and the extended camping trip there's part one and part there's two there's part one and part two <laughs> except for this one actually has separate portions of <laughs> decency okay that's interesting yeah um i actually would probably give it like a six six you know. oh that's it that's passing that's that's actually still higher than yeah. what i would have thought you would have given it i was well you know i was gonna say five and a half and then i realized i was rating it lower than the strangers if i rated it a five and a half so i had to bump it up to a six i love it when we make some of our rating base <laughs> basing on previous ratings we've done <laughs> be like well it wasn't as bad as that one yeah well yeah i do that a lot with the strangers i use that as like a litmus test like was it better or worse than the strangers oh yeah yeah um there's no fan fiction did we make our own fan fiction no i don't think we wrote our own for this one we didn't write our own for this one okay um well i immediately am like frustrated because i can't ship like Richie Eddie, because Eddie's dead. Eddie lived. He came back to life. Richie and Eddie's ghost. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I would say it, you could ship whoever you want. You just have to figure out that small portion in there. <laughs> small detail from being the, dead, right? The, the, yeah, uh, I mean, I I would think the best way to do it would be to ship Richie and Eddie's ghost. Mm-hmm. Or the claws only penetrated the appendix and spleen. Richie managed to drag Eddie to safety and get him to get him the medical care. No, I would say Eddie, Eddie managed to drag himself to safety. Because yeah, they Richie all left him some. for dead. Yeah, well, yeah he, so he got well, I mean, See, Eddie, Even I mean, if he lived, he got crushed shortly thereafter, so I don't well, think he lived. You know, the house... Well, yeah, okay, never mind. I actually kind of like the idea of Richie and Eddie's ghost. I, I like where we're actually trying to write this. <laughs> I, would, I would say that, yeah, after they, they all left. I mean, and Richie did. He, he fought. He, you know, yeah. he wanted to take the body. He got himself, let's, let's say he got himself to the sewers. And so that is how he escaped the house falling in on itself because he's okay. actually in the sewers okay. and just kind of rode the sewers like to the barrens or whatever. Like all the water just flushed him out. And, yeah. And then yeah. he ended up uh, in the barrens like quite like the way that uh, Henry Bowers did. Yeah. And yeah. then he dragged himself to a hospital. Yeah. See, and survived. There, there we go. Problem solved. And now you can ship Pan him because there's your story. Richie and Eddie. I'll let, I'll let you take it from there. Coming soon. Crime fighting duo. Why are why are all our fanfics that we write, why do they all end up being crime fighting duos? I don't know. I Horror just, and true crime are the uh, 
big topics here. I just really always like the idea of them starting to cry. Like, I don't know what it is. I just always want my characters to start like a crime fighting business or like a demon fighting business or some kind of fighting business. Casper and Topher solving crimes and beating up clowns. Yeah. Like they just become like clown vigilantes. Like they just travel the country, like making sure none of the clowns are evil. Pennywise clowns. The sea files. (laughs) God. Wait, wait, Mav's got something. I have a sponsor also. I have a sponsor for this also. Tosher and Casbrack. Funny lines and fighting crimes. (laughs) (laughs) And assessing the risks. Yeah. (laughs) He he assesses the risk of how hard it's gonna be to do whatever job that they're offered. And then Richie just like quips like dirty humor the entire time. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Mm-hmm. Problems. I like it. Did you say we were sponsored? This yes, time? this okay. this podcast is sponsored by Professor Funzo's Clown College of Bangor, Maine, three two one Penobscot Street, Bangor, Maine, for all your clown college needs. Did you for graduate s- from there? For some reason, their business has really plummeted in the past couple of years. I wonder why. I can't imagine. It's in the basement of the building near the sewer entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> Next to Bob's floats. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Bob's tubing. Two brides on the on the uh, what is the river called? It's the Penobscot River. The Penobscot River. Okay, you gonna pimp? Let's yeah. Le- uh, if any, unless anybody else has anything to say, I'm gonna pimp us so we can get out of here. It's getting hot. I know I'm it's pray. fucking hot in here because we had to turn. The AC off to record, yeah, and I want pee. the AC back on. So let's fucking get out of here. Yeah, pimp us. Let's go. All right. So if you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at night at gmail.com. We are sponsored by morbidly beautiful.com. You should definitely go there to check out horror things. They have news, they have interviews, they have reviews. They have anything you could possibly imagine that has to do with horror. So you should definitely go check them out. We are over there. We are part of their podcast network now. And we love them. So we are also on the social medias. We are on all the social medias as at podcast at night. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook community. And we are on Twitter and Instagram. Um, We also have our own individual Instagrams. I am chaos at night. Carnage is carnage at night. Maverick is. Go Maverick. G-O-M-A-V-R-I-K. Thank you. Um, And uh, Maverick is our social media Maverick. Carnage does our content for Instagram. Uh, I do the Twitters. You do the Twitters and the Facebooks. And the Facebook group. Come talk to me. We have lively discussions. Yes, we do. I do the editing and the graphics for the merchandise and the logo and stuff. And the sound editing and uh, the notes and everything. If you could support us... And you don't have any money to do so, but you want to support us because we would really appreciate that. Um, We would really appreciate a review. Uh, iTunes would be preferable, but wherever you listen to us is also good. Take a screenshot, send it to us at podcastatnight at gmail.com, and we will mail you a free vinyl sticker at no cost to you. That's why it's free. Um, If you want to uh, monetarily support this podcast because we are a poor indie podcast and we do everything ourselves, check out our Redbubble store where we have t-shirts, stickers, mugs, uh, pillows, and lots of other things with cool merch. 
So that link will be in the show notes along with everything else we've talked about. And uh, that's it from me, Carnage. So I will say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. You want to say goodbye, guys? Goodbye. <laughs> that was just Joe. <laughs> and this remember, we all float. Well, Excellent. I was going to say that, so I guess I won't. I'll just say goodnight and hope you enjoy King of Palooza. Yeah. I think theoretically, since we pre-recorded King of Palooza, the next time I see, I talk to you guys, I will no longer be pregnant. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. And as um, goodnight from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of clowny cats.